Welcome to Headcase Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we have Meredith O'Connor. Many of you may be familiar with her radio hit songs with underlying messages on anti-bullying. They're loved by millions, and her music has been played to packed venues globally. She's a TED Talk speaker, awarded TED Talk speaker, and (laughs) has spoken on many platforms and um yeah Meredith welcome I'm so happy that you came on um would you just tell the listeners a little about yourself who haven't heard of you maybe and you know Mm -hmm. explain what why today is so special as well sure well thank you so so much Stephanie for that um for that intro I am very you know obviously mental health month means a lot to me and um there's been a lot like a lot of my fans have asked if I'm making a new album, when the single's coming out, when just a lot of questions regarding um, that. And uh, and for those who don't know, I mean, I am, I'm very publicly an anti-bullying activist. I have sort of had this crazy opportunity um, of, of like a dream coming true that I was told was impossible and I believed was impossible. And, um, you know, I used to be this kid who just, wanted to be on Broadway and be a singer and never expected a recording contract. But then when that happened, um, when I got discovered actually through modeling, which was another thing I didn't expect to have the chance to do, um, I went viral. So that uh, was over like a breakup song I wrote because I was sort of inspired by um, that stuff. And, you know, I just thought it was really cool. My cousin was, uh, guitar player and I'm like oh I didn't know that was a thing because I had just grown up doing theater so yeah I picked up um, a guitar I wrote this song and when I you know had the chance to complete it and get it recorded from meeting my manager which led to a recording contract um, like that was just really cool but what I didn't expect was the viral response news the getting stopped in the street just stuff that um Stuff that like you see in the movies that's like oh that's not gonna ever happen yeah. to me and, you know what I mean? my parents were like oh you know entertainment's impossible to break into but then so when it did happen um it was sort of weird especially because it's not like I ha- ever had um forget fame I-, I didn't even have social acceptance before this like I was just told right. that I was stupid and ugly and less than everybody else and like that was unfortunately my reality but once I you know we all know that fame can't be a source of confidence like that's super backfired as you know I'm sure we'll yeah. get into later in podcasts but um but like it was just weird to go from being told that I was stupid and this and that you know having ADD and not getting good grades and not being cool and getting you know relentlessly bullied every day to um you know people wanting a picture with me and you know what I mean and like that was sort of this realization that like I was not this horrible person that my peers made me think I was so that sort of frustrated me not even like not even like I wasted my childhood hating myself kind of frustration it was more of a how many more kids are in pain that don't have to be frustration you know right and that was um it was my manager who said you should put out a good message because um you know you have this at the time I was told it might just be 10 minutes of fame whatever and uh, how the viral culture is very quick, very outlived. And I sort of had this attitude where I'm like, if I have this attention for however, you know, however long or short, 
I need to do, uh, I need to be the role model that I didn't have. You know, if I'm, if I'm a pop star for, for whatever, whoever's watching my music, I need to sort of do what I wish a pop star did for me when I was getting bullied and feeling alone. So I, I sort of just wrote what happened to me, um, hoping that some fans would, you know, feel better, be, relate, feel less alone. And um, when it struck a chord with like, when I literally got hundreds of thousands of messages and comments and approach uh, people who wrote to me and approached me on how like they got bullied too, I sort of woke up in the sense that like, I just went from being like the least popular, like the weirdest kid in the school. Like nobody's like me. I'm a freak of nature to Wow. There's a lot of me out there. There's a lot of, right. a lot of people that like felt like they were, you know, felt like they were at the bottom of the totem pole, felt like they were whatever. So that was sort of like, wow, this is, you know, this struck a chord with more people than I ever would have thought. Um, Growing up thinking you're going through it alone. And um, you know what I mean? Like that sort of sets you up for a big surprise and wake up call when you realize lots of other kids are actually like in, in pain. So that was sort of when I wanted them to know, um, feel a little bit of hope know that it could get better and really a lot of my work has since then been motivated by what are things that I wish I was told by a, a pop star um right because I really just thought that like there were the cool people who are t- who couldn't get good grades and fit in and then there aren't then there are the people that are like on the outliers until I realized that a lot of my whether it's famous friends or a lot of fans who I've gotten to meet that have done some wonderful things um whether it be advocates, public figures, uh, lawyers, doctors, just people who have accomplished some of the greatest things that we know I've, I've come to learn also were ostracized for being different. So that was sort right. of this whole realization of, um, you know, it's okay if you don't fit in. So that inspired, you know, obviously the song, Just the Thing. Um, and, and I guess that that awakening of doing world tours where like I got to physically not even just like on Instagram but I got to meet people who also um like shared my experiences were so was just so surprising um and that just sort of fueled the fire in terms of we need to make sure that people don't fall through the cracks um or ever like or live their life believing not knowing that they that they are special because they're different if that makes sense right so within just all of the not fitting in for so many years, you found your place where you do fit in and almost yeah. it turns like your platform and your opportunity to make a change so that the next yeah, girl well, who feels the same way doesn't yeah. feel so I mean, it could be yeah. Exactly. I'm so sorry. You're, you're cutting out a little bit. So if I didn't, um, but for, for, it sounds like what you said is, is pretty much it. Like, I mean, first of all, the the other part of the shock came in when I was told that from a music business perspective, which of course was like super new to me, um, just going from like wanting to be on Broadway as a kid to like have, you know, dealing with the business part of it. Um, you know, I, I the idea of like, and by the way, this is years and years ago when my first anthem about bullying was written, um, which was also the first time I ever opened up about bullying at all. Um, after the, my first after celebrity went viral um so yeah I mean just being told by industry professionals that um you know to stay relevant you want to 
shock your fans you want to do I mean just what we've seen constantly in tabloids in yeah. um by people who are put on the pedestal and it's like you know I, I thought that that was problematic you know if I if I'm gonna have this opportunity I I definitely want to I don't want to contribute to more of that which is you know some people's way of expressing themselves and that's fine but I I wanted to really uh, I felt like there was definitely a, a need for an important message um before I knew that it would strike a chord with so many people and then and then what happened was when fans related to it which uh surprised me it also surprised people like record executives and people in the music industry and they're like wait a minute like this isn't you know what I mean it was almost like this positive yeah work so it was it was sort of um interesting to see and and since then and, and I know you know there have been artists who have been incredible role models that um that I've gotten to know that I've gotten to learn and I've gotten to see that this movement has you know since seven years ago obviously grown um and there are lots of other artists now that, that are speaking up about it, which I actually think is, a, is a, an incredible thing. And that's sort of why I, I've been working on the, the new project with some incredible um, celebrities around the world to really strengthen the message that kids, as you said, like if there's a girl who feels different and weird, like, you know, a lot of the people who she may look up to or who found success um, were, were okay. In fact, there, there's, differences is, is what brought that about so yeah that is a lot of the message I wanted them to know them meaning like just anybody who feels depression feels anxiety hates themselves low self-esteem I just want them to know that like you know and, and while it may be while you may feel the pressure to hate that you don't fit in um right don't change because that that's gonna like that can turn into something beautiful yeah and I think you you started this whole journey almost before much of the the bullying via Instagram and that kind of platform started as well. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting how your message has carried through it's throughout any year, any 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 one big movement, it can transcend all of that. It can transcend any generation because at the end of the day it's it's still bullying no matter what platform you're doing it on or if you're doing it in school or in person or behind a computer so I think uh, well, yeah, that you're, and that's yeah that's also like another good point like I mean you're right that I mean there's been so many movements um which I think is great to you know spread awareness about bullying I have been approached about cyberbullying um forever ever since I ever since I became a public figure or an advocate on the topic um mm -hmm. and, but you're right I mean at the end of the day if someone doesn't like you that's you know that'll hurt but that's gonna hurt no matter whether it's on Instagram TikTok or in person um and right. yeah no I mean I mean there's definitely but but the growth of it like just the fact that um I went from just being on the side of the artist being told by the business end of things to not do what I care about um, mind you, my manager actually the whole time said, help people. That's, that's your responsibility. Right. But being told by, you know, by some people who, who had the impression that like, you know, business comes first and this won't do well, no press is going to care about this, um, whatever, you know, I've heard, I've heard it all about the bullying message seven years ago, whatever it was to now. And people are like, well, it's a relevant topic because it, you know, Meredith, your message uh, sold out, you know, I mean, it, it's had fans, um, 
it's had fans coming to your meet and greet for years now. It's, you know what I mean? And, and it, and it, yeah. from a business perspective, people were like, wow, this works. But my, my thing is it's really just because people relate to it. They go through it. And, um, and that actually is also something I've learned. Cause I, I just, I honestly didn't know how many people would, would relate to it as well, but yeah, no, I mean, having other artists, other celebrities and, you know, people with giant platforms um, use that for a good cause has been I think really helpful especially in the mental health realm like people are now talking yeah. about it which is sort of yeah I mean and that's sort of why I really was motivated to create this next project um but yeah that's amazing so how did you go about creating the project and and finding yeah. the artists to work and collaborate with yeah well that's actually part of it is um it started as like the inspiration for it was just like the very fact that I knew a lot of you know and I've had the chance to work with some awesome people like Garrett Clayton um who's been in Hairspray and he's he's an incredible advocate um an LGBT advocate and he's he was in Teen Beach movie and um Luke Phillips from the show Degrassi and all the all these artists who over the years have shown their support for for my message um and it has sort of like gotten me thinking like if there are so many people that are um successful and also care about this message maybe we should you know use that to show these fans that like you're not alone and um was inspired by just that just sort of me learning that um all these pop stars that I thought I grew up watching and and just thinking that people who find success are are on the in crowd and I'm and I'm like unsuccessful and not smart and I don't fit in um when I ironically learned that you know at least the people I've come across that have found some of the you know most successful people out there in entertainment in um or even in, in other fields as well basically credit their differences to their success um ironically right. you know it really inspired me especially being somebody who has I've been, you know, my career has been longer than I expected it to be. And ironically, it's because of the message that I was told not to make seven years ago um, due to people saying it wouldn't be relevant, right? So like the challenges I've faced in my situation, um, the differences I, I experienced and things that made me stand out, my height that got me my modeling contract, that got me a recording contract, you know, I can attest all of my differences and insecurities to the things that made me successful. And then finding... Right fine meeting other people that had similar testimonies I was like oh my gosh we should all make a song together um so that idea sort of started a while like this idea of this mental health campaign that or actually just the you're not alone campaign has been around for years I've just sort of been thinking like so many wonderful people are out there um that that should like you know that we can work together um and I've had the chance to work with some of those people but on this song it actually the exciting part of this campaign is the global element of it the like we have people from various countries that are sort of that are sort of saying like you know it's it's we are in different countries and we're you know basically we um yes there are differences but at the end of the day like the feelings of, of anxiety and the feelings of you know the idea that things can get better um the just the installation of hope and all that stuff, I feel like is really important to get across um, with people from all over the world. So I'm really grateful for the celebrities that I've, that I've, that we're working with. Um, and I'm excited 
for this song because I, you know, just on one end, like there's going to be fans of all different ages, um, you know, household names that I feel like um, that are, that are household names to various demographics. I feel like it's going to be really interesting to sort of like, hopefully this campaign will unite people in a way. Um, But the other inspiration for it was the fact that like, I feel like the other inspiration was the fact that um, a lot of people will like approach me and say like, I know you do anti-bullying and they still ask me to speak at these things. And, and what I found from the fans responses to my messages from like students when I, you know, go to universities or schools or whatever, like the the most common response. um, Another surprise has been the fact that I struck a chord with people who, have low self-esteem in one way or another as a result of bullying, which can look like depression yeah. and anxiety. And, um, and like, yeah, everybody knows I do anti-bullying, but the fun part about this campaign, and I use that word fun sarcastically, but also seriously, the fun part is that I'm able to share something that I haven't shared with the media or fans or really anyone um, that much. And, and it's the fact that like, I've actually, so like I've had OCD, since I was 13 and uh you know I've I'm not like cured I still but it's not as disruptive and like that was to really helpful therapy and I went from being an underachiever to to being to achieving more than I ever thought I could um and I feel like a lot of people in my situation may have maybe in really dangerous thoughts if they don't know that it gets better um now that's sort of like something that I wanted to address in this song and I hope it does so I'm very very excited for fans to hear it um but a lot of people you know definitely also were in that position and were able to get better um something that people do ask me a lot is like where where have I been why have I gone on hiatus why you know what I mean mm-hmm. why have I not released the song in a year um the last thing I released was Guardian Angel which I'm very proud of of course that um you know, in the music video, um, some wonderful people are in there, but yeah, no, I mean, the re- I really, I realized that, um, I have to say I was really inspired by Taylor Swift's reputation, that documentary. I felt like self-esteem, yeah. um, can like totally be hijacked by strangers approving of you. And it wasn't like, I realized I had to deal with some things such as my anxiety my actual like my low self-esteem despite the fact that um I sort of relied on approval from strangers for a while it turned into I found that I was dealing with some PTSD um which was a new development (laughs) and that I realized I had and um and and there's just been a lot of stuff that a lot of people hadn't known about that I haven't spoken about just because I've stuck to this anti-bullying message but I I think it is important to talk about because I feel like the the fans um a lot of the people who are in pain from bullying um it's it's really it's because of mental health issues and in my case um, bullying of course caused some mental health issues in terms of anxiety right. and stuff but it's also like OCD actually also caused bullying which I think is really sad looking back on the fact that like you could have OCD and at like 10 years ago your friends would make fun of you for it rather than support you and and each mind matters I right. think is a really 
awesome partner to have in terms of mental health because they do a lot with um like they try to their goal like I don't know if you know what each mind matters but their thing is like if you if you make a if you sort of support the people who are anxious depressed with mental health issues if you if you support them as as a high schooler instead of make fun of them you know if you make these videos to encourage them to get stronger um, will right. reward you by bringing, inviting you to meet celebrities and, you know what I mean? Like Bradley Buecher will judge your video. I'll judge your video. And, and, and the video has to obviously, of course, support, um, people in need. So, so it's sort of like this culture now, I feel like, um, it's been 10 years since I was in this position of like, what do I do? I'm in, I'm in trouble, but now it's sort of like, a you get rewarded for helping someone rather than like, you should probably bully them or else you get bullied. You know, so I, so I think the dialogue, each one matters right. really helps change the, the culture around. Like if you have OCD, um, like we're here to help rather than bully you, which I think is obviously super important for a kid that's like already suffering. Um, so, so yeah. I'm really and, passionate about that stuff. Yeah. Oh, what were you saying? Yeah. I think people who have these mental illnesses and suffer from any sort of, mental diagnosis or or anything from anxiety to something more extreme it's they're they're afraid even to tell people because they're afraid they'll be judged or bullied or anything like that so one really is a catalyst for the other it, exactly it's it's almost like I keep I sometimes wonder to this day I, I do think it's like the OCD caused the bullying but like the bullying since second grade also like caused the anxiety um, and right. you're right. I mean, if you're like, if you're in a cast and your friends sign it and put smiley faces on it, like your body will naturally heal itself. Um, and that's not to say it's, it's fun to be in a cast, but the, the sad reality is if you have a mental illness, your brain will like fight yourself. Like if that, that, that doesn't right. make much sense. Um, but you're, it's, it's your, it's your mind and it's your mind versus you. And I, and then if you have, you know, people bullying you on top of it, it's really just everybody against you, including yourself, um, or at least it can seem that way, which is why, you know, which is why I feel like peer support is super important, um, even more so when you're dealing with mental illness. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, bullying is obviously the opposite of that. And um, that's sort of what, as I've, you know, I've done two world tours and on both of these tours, I talked about an issue that really can harm lives. But if your mental health is strong, if your self-esteem is strong, and if you I believe that if you love yourself and um, have enough faith in yourself to get through it, then you'll, then you'll be able to overcome bullying. Um, and that's why right. I think mental health is, is such an important component because if bullying is going to happen, um, I think the most important thing is that you have the tools to, to survive it. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And someone to lean on and, and go to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That way. So, for you personally, do you think that you learned a lot of self-confidence and self-love through meeting people who also suffer from mental illnesses and bullying and things like that and knowing that how many people need the help and want a voice for that, for, for their, their own problems? And do you think like that helped you or is that just something that you had to learn on your own too? 
I mean, I feel like meeting people, um, like I, when I say fueled, fueled, when I said fueled the fire before, I guess I sort of meant like, um, meeting other people who like fans who had, you know, at meet and greets who had depression, who were like, you know, I, I haven't, um, you know, I haven't self-harmed in over a year. I'm doing better. Or I went through this. That's really traumatic. Um, I feel like that sort of just reinforced the need for me to make sure people know they're not isolated. Um, meaning like right. it can feel super isolating and scary to be depressed, to be not cool, to have OCD, to have anxiety and to hate yourself. Like it's very easy to mentally feel um, alone and hopeless. But I feel like when I've met all these, like some of the most like, I, okay, to give you an example of what it taught me is um, when I, I remember doing a meet and greet and this girl was, I followed her back on Instagram because I love to see people freak out over that. Um, and she was this sweet, gorgeous, tall girl with like blonde hair. And she was, of course, she was getting called ugly and she hated herself. And it was just so ridiculous because it was this gorgeous person. And she was a great example because like, to somebody else, they, they would see her, like, just, you know, she, she looks beautiful, right? But because of the bullying saying something that's not true, um, like, she thought the bully the bullying uh, was correct. And I've right. seen countless instances of, like, brilliant kids who are called stupid, beautiful girls who are called ugly, um, you know, wonderful people who were told they're not. And that's sort of just, like, when I was, like, hey, guys, I really need you all to know that what they're telling you isn't true. Um, because if, yeah. if, if you, if you're like a 10 year old and actually believe that you're this horrible person that people who bully will say you are, um, it could be super, you know, the, the consequences could be pretty, pretty bad. So I really have, because I've met so many fans who get bullied, who have depression, who don't know if they're beautiful. Like it's definitely made me more passionate about the message. Um, if that right. makes sense. Absolutely. So do you, do you feel like, I mean, I know as like a mental health advocate, personally, I still suffer from the same feelings that people I'm advocating for suffer from. And it's by no means mean means that we're all fixed and like do what we yeah. do because we're all better. But exactly. it definitely helps <laughs> it definitely helps like gain a sense of confidence when you when you have been through something that maybe someone else hasn't been through or has been through, but doesn't know how to deal with it. And maybe you dealt with it and, and it ended up in a positive direction for you. So is, is that something that you're still navigating? Like, are you still dealing with these issues and, and learning from yeah. them and being, and, you know, like becoming more confident after each hurdle? Well, you brought up a really good point. Um, one that, one that I I've dealt with in the last couple years was sort of, I mean, well, first of all, I I just want to preface it by saying like, the isolation I felt in middle school, um, the thing that propelled my initial anti-bullying campaign, um, was scary and it made me feel like, like this sort of like this freak of nature. Like I had these compulsions and I had, you know, OCD is a lot more common than people realize. And I'll just take OCD as one example because I had it. And, and when I learned that, you know, I wasn't this bad person and I could get better. And when I did get better, it was sort of like, wow, I hope a lot of people know this. So they're not scared. So there was that part of it. But the later on when I, um, 
you know, after my second world tour, I started to, I don't know if, <laughs> if it should be called OCD or what, you know, there's people are saying it, it's the spectrum of anxiety. I had, P, I was diagnosed with PTSD as well, but basically like mm-hmm. just the constant, you know, there've been panic, panic attacks and um, like, yes, I went from, you know, compulsions, like taking my life over in a way to getting a hold of them and then achieving dreams that I never thought I could. And like, that's really important that people know that, but you brought up a good point of like, am I completely cured? Obviously not. You know, the last, I had to take a break from touring. I had to, you know what I mean? I had to realize I had to have a better sense of self-esteem that um, I guess I got too carried away in terms of like um, taking the, opinions of strangers seriously without truly internalizing that like um a strong sense of self-esteem for myself so that that is something that I still battle with but becoming aware of that and and being able to like the same way I became aware of my illness at 13 um just becoming like you know becoming aware that we're still dealing with problems is so important because if if we ignore it push it under the rug and sign on for more tours um bad things happen like you'll just you know panics and depression and anxiety and um you bring up such a good point you know you have to like you have to be mindful of like hey are you okay and if you're not you have to like be honest with yourself and work on getting to a spot where um where you're able to you know keep going right if you sweep it under the rug for so long it'll just end up breaking you down and then and then you're unable to be there for the people that you want to be there for and it's important I think to take those breaks and take time for yourself because it's not like it's this thing you're just magically cured it's like an ongoing forever working on yourself battle that yes I have unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately I've learned that firsthand but it's true to it's true that it's important to know that um so that you don't yeah yeah and just like work on yourself constantly in order to be someone that you want to be while living with these afflictions that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've all heard the, like, you know, I have like, I have this, but it doesn't have me kind of a thing. Like, right. Truly not be, you know, just really not uh, be disrupted by these super, super handicapping and crippling, um, or at least these disorders or illnesses that can, that can be crippling um, and can be incredibly like challenging to, overcome um being able to like you know persevere through that is you're right I mean you need to people always say you know take time to for self-care but um but really making sure that you're getting the help you need is and not sleeping under the rug is you know so important for those reasons yeah so uh, as a kid growing up like when did you first um recognize that you felt differently and had anxiety and things like that I know sometimes it's like this pivotal year in your life that it really hits hard or something. Yeah, (laughs) it totally was actually like for me, 13 was like, it was weird because it's not um, like, I don't know if the education we have on mental health now, like if just the conversation we have in pop culture now would have made my life different if I was 13, like in 2020, I don't know. But like, I know that I didn't know OCD existed. I just knew that everybody said that it, you know, adolescence is hard. You're going to have social pressures and you're going to feel like all these, ang- you know, hard pressures and stuff. And what I was feeling yeah. 
actually a lot, I don't say a lot worse, but what I was feeling was not something anybody could understand. Like my small school of maybe 200 people in the entire grade, like none of them, um, or at least the friends that, that I had at the time who ended up sort of participating in the bullying, but um, at least my peers that I spoke to were like, why are you, why are you blinking your eyes like 20 times? Like, and then nobody understood it. So it was sort of a, like, right. I would get bullied for it. I felt anxious if I didn't do the compulsion. Um, and I mean, and then I, and now over the years, I've learned that like so many people have some form of OCD. Um, and even if it isn't OCD, even if it's something else, the fact that like the fact, the difference between the kid that is say me who wonders what the heck is wrong with them versus the kid that like is told like you have this disorder and it's treatable. I think, um, like, I think that makes a huge difference. I luckily became someone that learned. Yeah. Yeah. I eventually had got the right help. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, just hope realizing like people who feel scared, who may not know like why they're anxious. Um, I think it's, it is really important to like, take that time and, and understand that, um, that there, there is help available. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because, you know, you kind of, started with this platform that and you're talking about how a lot of producers and stuff were, were telling you uh you probably shouldn't talk about these things like go in this direction mm-hmm. with your music and and it's funny because I feel like now more artists are starting to talk about their their personal lives and their personal problems instead of you know just thinking about an incident and having that pain they kind of get deeper with it and will tell their listeners like this is what this song is mm-hmm. about and and why I wrote it and it's it's important for my listeners to know that so that they know that they're not I know, alone yeah. so I think oh you were gosh, almost like I'm ahead seeing... of the game <laughs> <laughs> well that's what the song was called the game um ironically um yeah the first song that I talked about it and so yeah it is interesting to see like it's absolutely sorry I'm just trying to find an area but better reception um it yeah that's a really good point um there are absolutely uh now countless like incidents and and especially since I've been working on this for a couple years and and seeing this discussion of mental health evolve and um yeah being I mean definitely being one of the first artists to do something that struck a chord with people that to do something that really helped fans um in a way of talking about like what happened to me, despite, you know, you're right. The time at the time, the climate was, um, you know, do something shocking and stay relevant. And there's of course still that pressure, um, which I, which I know, you know, I'm confident enough to avoid that because like, I'm more, I've always felt like if I'm going to, you know, um, if I'm going to have a platform, I want to do the things that I wish I was told. So, yeah, I mean, now seeing that the music industry has shifted because I think a lot of people have seen the power of making a message that hits hard with fans. Um, I right. personally, I have to say, like, I, I do think authenticity is still really important. I just, I think authenticity is what makes the fans truly get inspired for music. Um, if, I feel like if the motivation is uh, comes from somebody's, like, authentic self and their authentic experiences, I think, like, that's so important in in these movements um because that's truly what makes the fans like get it and relate to it exactly yeah i mean if you listen to you can only listen to you know messages that are 
lighthearted and everything for so long without, um, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with listening to music that's yeah oh no totally there's definitely a place for like there's definitely a place for for that but um but yeah no I mean I think when when you know when when people are motivated by things other than helping um you know other than putting out a product that like there's there's I guess there's a lot of motivations for why people do things in the industry um but I guess the way and I've been asked about a lot of like how when I started this it wasn't as popular now people have seen it and labels are now like oh this is working and um, some of the same people have approached me since and it's and like my attitude towards it is actually like really I think it's really good because I, I come from the perspective of like a kid who got made fun of for having OCD so now if everybody's gonna talk about it and all the you know and all and a lot of other people in pop culture are gonna step up um, I feel like that's just sort of like a dream coming true like it, it worked you know what I mean that the, the yeah, movement definitely. is um yeah I mean, I personally have a form of OCD as well, so I totally get it. Um, I think it's so cool that you can talk about it, but also be living through it and making music about it at the same time instead of, you know, having... I feel like the problem with a lot of artists who don't talk about what they're dealing with is either they have some sort of break in their in in their momentum of their careers like they'll either have to take time off or whatever it is and then Mm -hmm. because they're not being truthful or authentic or honest from the start and I think it starts weighing on them and really break you down I, I I agree I really do I think um I mean I really just think that it's and a lot of I'm really grateful for the other people with you know with amplified platforms and and just um the music industry itself coming to the realization that um that the that there is a very big place for connecting to fans um and helping them because like you know like the viral culture of like doing something for to be you know and then you're famous for 10 minutes um and part of my own theory is that when something resonates with somebody for a long time you sort of have this like this fan base and relationship with that fan base that becomes really unique and special and and um and I mean I personally have been been lucky enough to um utilize social media to have that direct like relationship with fans and um you know so I think that that's sort of all really important um you know really important things to do when you're in the you know when you're in an industry of influence right so what advice would you give to an aspiring performer who wants to, you know, put themselves out there, like whether it's putting a YouTube video out or, you know, trying to mm. be an advocate or something, but they're, they're held back by their own insecurities or fears of what other people will think and, and their own mental illnesses. Like what would you, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I feel, well, I feel like, um, I mean, just, on one hand of it, I, I do believe that um, doing something you're passionate about and good at and love can help your with your self-confidence. Um, but in, in the note of like building a career or starting an online, you know, just becoming a content creator or a pop star or recording artist or any of those dreams, the, the, truth, the truth is everything is changing like constantly. 
Um, right. And the model, like I walked into a shifting model from like record labels doing like their standard stuff to like now they're all, now everybody's, now everybody's shifted to YouTube and they've seen that the positive social cause movements go over well. So like there were a lot of shifts that I've seen. Um, many are for the better, I think. Um, but I think that, you know, that also, you know, it, the general advice I would say is just to not take no for an answer in terms of like, if you really, really want something and are passionate about it, um, work towards your dream. But the ability to connect with people from all over the world now, I think can be also used to your advantage. Um, definitely. Yeah. And how is it um, for you getting this almost overnight success? with your like how yeah. that you and your family and just you know like where did you lose friends over it at all you know like there's a lot of jealousy involved in in success and and all of that so well, how did you I, I, here, that? here's it's it's sort of funny and I use the word funny to describe things that are not funny way too often <laughs> but yeah. um huh? but it was sort of funny that like I actually had like very like I had pretty much no friends except for one friend at that at the time prior to like so I was in 11 I was in high school when this all happened um and it all happened quickly like I had OCD in middle school and like basically all my friends became people who bullied me and that wasn't fun and then when I was left with sort of like essentially friendless I made this one friend who just didn't care she just saw that I was a nice person and she's still my best friend today um and like oh my gosh she's so so influenced my life and she's awesome and her name's Ari but anyway that's a whole other podcast but um shout out to (laughs) Ari yeah yeah shout out to Ari no but so she sort of um was friends with me at my worst point and then I remember you know I remember being tall and thin and like mocked for that I really don't think it has anything had anything to do with my appearance um, I could have looked like anything and they would have found something to pick on me for. But when I right. was modeling, you know, but like when I was modeling um, and actually like getting paid to for my appearance, that was sort of the beginning of the irony. And then um, people in my school <laughs> felt like I, I just remember being in school, going, getting, going from getting bullied to seeing people's con- confusion grow. And that was right. sort of um, and that was sort of like really interesting, um, but also kind of funny. So, yeah, no, so I, I went from, so, like, I think the interesting part of all that was the fact that um, it happened at that time, and then when, of course, the song, when I got my deal and um, Celebrity went viral, then people were talking about, like, <laughs> things that they saw, like, merchandise, they're like, oh, I should buy, you know, people started to get really supportive, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember getting invited to parties that like we were never invited to me and my best friend and and we sort of like we were like poking fun at it like these were the people that were mean to and at the time I was just pretty confused about the whole thing and um and hold on sorry there's someone there's like no problem (laughs) sorry um yeah no but so anyway that was uh that was that was just like an interesting and funny ironic but also like cool time to have Ari be my best friend and not go to those parties with me because we knew what true friendship was at that time so so since then I've also sort of taken this stance on like the importance of friends that like who like don't worry about being popular just have friends that actually love you and I think that 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 concept holds true forever 
Right. And how is that, how also has it impacted like your relationships? Because you're also, you know, you're dealing with mental illnesses that you have helping other people. I can imagine it's very overwhelming at times for you being like the voice of (laughs) voice of people. And it could be like, it could cause anxiety in itself. So how is that for, you know, balancing even like a love life for yourself or, you know, yeah, making, I have, um, so I've, I, I joked, I used to say I have a new policy, no dating anyone in the industry, um, but that uh, <laughs> currently I've, I've <laughs> no, I, I've had, um, I have, uh, for the first time I've been in a, the longest relationship, like ever for me, uh, for two years now with uh, my boyfriend, Dan, who met me when I was on hiatus. He, um he sort of saw me as like, he's like, oh, it's so cool. You do all this stuff. And I was just like, yeah, but I'm also like going through some other stuff. And it was really cool to to, like date someone for the first time that I felt like didn't really want to do red carpet. I mean, he he went to red carpets with me and stuff, but he just like, that's not what he wanted. He just wanted to like hang out with me and do other stuff. And I'm like, this is so cool. So um, I was at my worst point with like, PTSD and anxiety and just panic attacks and he's seen some like crazy stuff from that in terms of um like I would get nauseous like just really like not fun anxious and he totally stayed with me and I feel like that's um another indication of like I don't know I I just have really I feel really lucky to be able to um have those genuine connections whether it be a friend or yeah my boyfriend that's amazing it's hard to find especially if yeah (laughs) all of the stuff happened because it's hard to find like genuine people who are in it for the right reasons and that's yes exactly that's yeah yeah no I um it it can definitely like it's something I think that you know it's interesting you did bring up love life as well just like in friends who are friends with you for, for the right reasons I think that that really can all um not having those people can really confuse your sense of like self worth right exactly and what about your family? Like, how have they been throughout this whole journey? So my mom um, went from not knowing that I was bullied because I would, like, I remember I had a basketball thrown at me and a broken nose, or we don't know if it was broken because we never got the x-rays, but I'm pretty sure it was kind of thing. Um, yeah. In fact, we're we're fairly certain that it was. Um, and I went home trying to, like, hide it. Um, I draw a lot of parallels to... Uh, like physical like domestic violence where it's like oh it's it's my fault I'm just this horrible person you know I ran into a door like it was a lot of that meaning like I am not getting bullied I'm fine like they call me ugly but it's because I am kind of thing like so I was so down on myself that like I didn't even think they deserved to be tattled on because like I actually believed that I was like this you know what I mean so it was really kind of sad that I tried to hide it from my parents um but I think that having the chance to then do a 180 um, and having a platform and a voice and, you know, like, yeah, it's embarrassing that I was bullied. Yeah, I blamed myself. Yeah, I hated myself and don't want to talk about it. But also, like, wait, there are some kids who really may need this message right now. So when I talked about it, right. my mom was, um, she got, I don't know, I feel like she was sort of angry the whole time that it was going on and she didn't want me like nobody wanted to do anything about it because I was just like super um like it's it's my fault not their fault just really really low self-esteem 
about the whole thing. Um, and then when I started speaking about it, she just became like, I don't want to say twice as passionate about as me, but she really saw like when she came, um, when she'd go to even like, especially schools where she'd see or meet and greets where she'd just see these interactions of, of especially I think like when she saw people come up to me that reminded her of me in any way because they were bullied she would get so emotional like she would just then talk about yeah. it and then she so I feel like that's the part that like struck um my mom the most I mean just yeah there was like the success of it the modeling I think she found really um ironic because she really as a mother like you don't want to hear your kids say they're ugly or like my friends think I'm ugly and like she she knew that that was happening like they did my, my friends did it in front of her and um and yeah, it must have really hurt her as a mom, but I just really right. took their side. So, so I was sort of just like, why, why are you fighting my friends? They're right. I am, you know. So when I started modeling, I think that was just sort of the first breakthrough of her realizing that like Meredith now has the chance to like leave this horrible like Stockholm fishbowl syndrome of a yeah life. Um, so that was sort of I think the beginning of it for her. And then when the song went viral, she was just like. I think she saw it the same way Ari did. Like, she just sort of thought it was funny, but also sad how people can be in, at that age. Right, exactly. Um, so where do you, where did you grow up? Like, are you from a... I grew up in now? a very small school district. That is... Um, I grew up in Long Island. And... Uh, oh. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think a lot of changes have been made since since this all happened. Uh, TSH. Um it's uh but yeah no I mean that it was a small school district which I think made it a little bit tough to unblacklist yourself if that makes sense yeah definitely I mean kids can just be so mean it's really sad it's yeah. just like yeah no and they all sort of like grow out of it at some point hopefully but it's just some, <laughs> yeah it's no that's such a strange thing that they really are they can just be so mean and it's usually always driven by someone being different or a fear of something mm. yeah no the culture that like it's, it's not okay to yeah like the idea that you can't stand out you can't have mental illness or whatever like that make brand you is weird I feel like that's that should be flipped around on its head because I truly believe that the future world heroes are are the weird ones you know and I've seen just because yeah. of the people I've met and the people I've seen and um but yeah no it's definitely it is sad I think it's it's sad because um, the reason that I think our work, especially whether it's in the media, podcasting, or um, in pop culture or music, you have to, I think it's important to sort of bring that um, message to the young kids because you could get older and have a strong sense of self-esteem and establish your set of skills. But like when you're eight years old and you don't really know much about the world and you're being told all these negative messages, like when your mind's developing, I feel like that's, there are some serious um there's some serious like interventions that are really important for some kids to have when, if they do get bullied. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your brain is not even fully developed and you, if you're told something over and over, you start to believe it. So I think Absolutely, having someone yeah. on the champion for you and tell you that those things aren't true and you'll come to exactly. see that if you hold on to that hope, then that's really key. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like a hundred percent my goal. Um, well, I think you're doing an amazing job. So congrats. Thank you so much. Yeah. You too. I, I saw that, you, you know, even the title of your podcast and like just what you focus, um, 
the talks on, I think is really great. So I, I am excited for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything. we're all we're all weird. That's the thing. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the leaders of the world are the weird ones, but I think everyone is a little weird and a little off at times. And I think they make fun of what they're afraid in themselves, mm. they see in themselves. And I think that's why this bullying even happens. It's like they're yeah, and it, like a jealousy thing like that person is comfortable standing out on their own and being isolated and I can't do that so I'm just gonna make fun of it so yeah I'm glad there's people like like you who can really draw a big crowd and and you know advocate for like the right thing yeah I mean thank you so much I'm excited for um this campaign too and I'm really glad to talk to you about it as well yeah I definitely will um promote it all I can for you as well and and share everything as soon as it's out and I obviously yeah sorry about the fact that it was that it wasn't out when we did the interview (laughs) Um, I'll just just, like I'll pretend um I'll just make a statement right after just some clips of it yeah yeah I'll say okay yeah everyone everyone has to download the the song and follow it, watch it and everything. And <laughs> well, I, I'm also excited because like, it'll be, um, I mean, just, just the range of stars that are on it, I think is going to be really an exciting uh, part of, of it because it is, it's like, it's, it's, it's like major stars from different parts of the world and different ages um, of time. <laughs> that makes sense. Like different. So it, I'm, right. I'm just really, really excited for it to be out and I don't have to be all like coy about like <laughs> the, the, the uh, being, I don't have to be as vague as I'm being now. <laughs> right. It'll transcend the generation. So it, more, exactly. more people will hear it too. That's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. I like really, really appreciate you taking the time. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to talk to you again down the road and see where everything is for you then. And, and yeah, no, I mean, I would love to definitely, like, I know if you and Lisa want to, um, like, I'm, I'm sure she, I know she'll tell you the details of, like, it's out, it's going to be out or whatever, um, like, once they're solidified. And, um, and then, like, yeah, I mean, if you, any new developments on your end as well, just, like, feel free to let us know. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to the podcast and this all being out. And I hope you're staying safe yeah. during this great yeah, 2020 definitely. will be directed by quentin tarantino it is quite <laughs> literally i'm waiting for the movie <laughs> what is happening right now but yeah no oh, so um yeah but anyway yeah stay safe seriously and uh, i look too. forward to, to seeing it all right yeah definitely you updated all right cool all right bye all right bye